Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the Christmas episode, episode 204 of Tall Boy Radio. We're pleased to have you. We love Christmas here. We love it. We love it. We love it. Don't we, Gaza? Ho, ho, ho. Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> There's one time of the year that Adam is fantastically happier than he ever is at any other time of the year. It's Christmas time. So, yeah, I, I love being around Adam this time of the year because he literally is the biggest kid in the world. So he loves Christmas. I love watching him love Christmas. So <laughs> can't wait to see where this episode goes. Indeed, indeed. I do love Christmas. Truly blessed is he who keeps a little bit of Christmas in his heart every day. And speaking of that, is the Grinch. Dave? <laughs> well, all my love of Christmas, I donated to Adam a long time ago. So he's got my share. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it, in seriousness I I love uh, I love the Christmas period once work finishes for that couple of weeks family friends games just chilling out I, I love that that the whole Christmas tree decorations songs carols and all of that stuff no Adam keep it mate <laughs> fair enough fair enough fair enough now normally we don't talk about what beer we're drinking but this week I will tell you I am drinking the Turning Point Pulpitine which, if you remember back, was shared with us last year, or was told we were told about it last year by Della and Liam when they're on the podcast. So I'm drinking this one to Liam, God bless you. This time of year, I think we need to just spend a little bit of time and just think about people like that that we've lost this year, especially, you know, who was expecting his first child and who has now been born. And yeah, so just, I'll be drinking this one, you know, and thinking about that guy. I think it was a real loss because he was a lovely fella to have on the podcast, wasn't he? He was, and, you know, it, it does put things into perspective a little bit, and whilst, you know, lots of people are out sort of celebrating, you know, you do have to sort of just temper that a little bit with it, with a tinge of reality in, 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 in as much as that there may be some people that are going through some tough times and stuff and, and memories and, and people have lost loved ones and stuff. Uh, and and actually, you know what, he, he was a fantastic guest, uh, along with Della. You know, we, we send, you know, all of our wishes to sort of you know, family and, and, and so on. But, you know, you're drinking that beer and, and I've had a, just a little snifter of it, and and it, I'm not a huge whiskey fan. People that watch the podcast and listen to podcasts regularly will know that. However, that is a bit of a beaut. It's a it beaut. is a beaut. So is so a I'm I'm just drinking um, Lachouf's, but I will raise a glass and just cheers, pal. Indeed, indeed, rightly so. And just as a bit of a spoiler, this is a whiskey flavored beer. But Gaz, every year I've talked about, I make a gin at Christmas. I steep a gin. And I've got a little bit of it to, for you to taste mine. Tonight? Cream. Yeah. Oh, tonight. Christ, I'm going to go in pissed again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> you do realize if I like it, I'll have more than a little snifter. <laughs> absolutely. And it's a good one. Yeah, it's a oh, good one. Oh, don't tell me that. It's sweet cranberry. So, so I've tried 2.8% beers already. So <laughs> by the end of this episode. And cinnamon, dude. You'll love it. You'll love okay, it. Okay, cool. Christmas in a glass. So, yeah, we're going to be looking at what makes the perfect Christmas song, okay? So... Step into Christmas by Elton John is 50 years old this year. That's mad, isn't it? That can you remember back that time when songs used to be really, really super festive? I thought you were going to say it's 50 years old today. Can you remember that? No, because <laughs> I'm 50 years old, so I probably can't remember it. But look, I, I, it's weird because to me, the Christmas songs that I grew up listening to are the same Christmas songs that I listen to now. And actually, and I would argue this, for the last 10 years, maybe, 
there hasn't been a decent Christmas song because they're all pretty shit. Yeah. The ones you listen to are Mud and Elton John and Noddy and all, you know, and, and all of those people. And it's like, it's Christmas, you know, and all of that. And, and it's like, actually, it's not Christmas until Noddy says, and it's the 1st of December, so... We know. can say it. We um, can so say we it. can say it now. But, yeah, like, you know... You know, just songs that you grew up to listen to at Christmas and you think nowadays... Who's done a recent Coldplay tried it and it was mm. the darkness tried it, uh, uh, Leona Lewis tried it. Uh, yeah. You know, so there's, there's no decent current Christmas songs. I agree, I wholeheartedly agree with you. So, Dave, surely Step into Christmas was number one, wasn't it? Who, what Step, Step. into Christmas by Elton John? Surely, surely that was number one, wasn't it? In 1973, when we were born. Well, the fact you're asking it like that, I've got to say, no, it was number two. Oh, he's, he's not daft, is he? Because yeah, like, yeah. It, it wasn't number two. It wasn't, two. but it's understandable it wasn't number one because we wish it could be Christmas every day by Wizard was released in the same year. Okay. Now that's a classic. So surely that one was number one, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No. It wasn't <laughs> number one. No. How mad is that? Because Merry Christmas, everybody by Slade was number one. Wizard was about three or four. Alan John was about 24. But it's incredible that those three that I would say synonymous with Christmas were all released in the same year. You'd have thought maybe 173, 174, 175, 176, you know, and, and they, they just released Christmas songs at that time of the year. Yeah. Whereas for those to all appear in the charts all at the same time is 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 incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Dave, I'm scared to ask, what is one of your favourite Christmas songs or do you like any other? <laughs> you just hate them all. I tried to ban them in the office, but I got overruled. I think there's um, they've, they've come up with some rules about when you can and can't play them. I've tried to make it not on days that I'm in. Uh, look, yeah, there's 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 an awful lot of trash in in modern music, so we can pretty much write off any song for the last twenty years anyway. The vast majority of them, but the Christmas songs, I think you guys just summed it up. They're the ones those you've just named. You know, when they come on, you can't help but you know, smile and, and and think, oh, this is Christmas. You know, even what's the the guy that, that died last week? Fairy Tale in New York. Yeah, that, yeah. Was that the one? Shane McGowan, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that's brilliant. You know, there's so there's a few like that that come on. And and probably if you played them over the course of the next three or four weeks, there's probably five or six that I just resonate with as good Christmas songs that you can't help but smile and like. But beyond that, no, it's it's there's too much trash in there. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. But yeah, Fairy Tale in New York. Let's take that one first then, because obviously sad to hear of the passing of Shane McGowan, but, you know, and Kirsty McCall, she passed away. I was they re- re- reunited with Kirsty McCall, and yeah. they're probably tearing up up there now, you know, having an absolute hoot. <laughs> probably, probably. But they, they, you know, she passed away at Christmas time as well. But it's a very, very famous song. It is not a typically festive Christmas no. song, I wouldn't suggest, no. but it's much beloved probably by our generation. What do you make of that song? What do you make of the fact that it's controversial in some of the language that's used in it? Well, obviously they use the word faggot in the original one, don't they? Mm. Um, I'm assuming that's what you're on about. So, yeah. you know, you scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy faggot. Is that what the lyric was or something? That's and obviously, one. look, whether that language is, is acceptable nowadays or not, whether we should be going back and changing lyrics of songs that were, were potentially once acceptable and now are not, I don't know. Um, I can't think... You know what? I, I keep trying to listen to what they say to replace that lyric, and I can't make mind of what it says. 
I just grew up listening to that lyric. I, I'd like the song, whether you think he, he had a, a typically angelic singing voice or not, but what he was incredibly, and I mean incredibly good at doing is, is selling the story and, and selling the song. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's obviously passed and, and, and it's, you know, we mentioned at the start of the podcast, it, it, it can be a, a terribly sort of dark time for some people, but it, it is one of my favourite ones. I do listen to it. I do enjoy it. Yeah, I do as well, because I think the thing is, a lot of Christmas songs get labelled with that old cheesy tag, and I just feel with that one, it ain't a cheesy song. It's actually a good song as well. Yeah. It's a very entertaining song. It's very well sung. Like I say, it tells a story along the way, but it, it is. It's a drunken, rousing half past two on a Christmas Eve morning or maybe Christmas morning after it could be out on Christmas Eve. Or <laughs> oh, saying that walking on the donkey path oh, and all stage before now. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's the time for that kind of song. And I just, I just don't ever see another Christmas song being released. And I just wonder if there's something within our generation, which is a little bit nostalgic, or maybe yeah. you get that with old age that holds on to these things that, that perhaps, I'd be interested to know, do you think then, so Elton John step into Christmas and the Wizard and Slade, do you think 50 years from now people will still be listening to those songs? 100%. Yeah. Because I, I, I genuinely think if you, if you if you asked your kids, so I asked my kids, my, my kids are aged 18 and 16, name me a Christmas song, 100% guaranteed they name the songs that we've just mentioned. They don't talk about Leon and Lewis. They don't talk about The Darkness. They don't talk about Coldplay. I can't try to think who else has done a recent one. Can't think. But they don't mention any of them. They mention all the songs that we've been talking about. And I can guarantee if you mention it to your two kids, what's your favourite Christmas song? 100% they mention the songs that we've just mentioned. Now, whether or not that's because they grow up in a house and because you play those songs, they listen to those songs. But we grew up in a house where our mums and dads played those songs, so we listened to those songs. So th there is that generational thing, but there just aren't there just aren't any good recent Christmas songs. It just isn't, dude. No. no do you think? No, no. Do you think with those songs, guys? You just said that you know we play it, and our parents probably played it. I think it's probably more that the radio plays it. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and, and I wonder if the radio, I mean, the radio aren't going to keep playing the song if they don't think people want to listen to it. That's the first thing. But I yeah. wonder if all these other Christmas songs are being played, you know, maybe equal number of times over a rolling time period. And we just don't even pick them out because they maybe. just don't not, they don't stand out. So we don't even notice that they're being played. And and it might be that, and I don't know, and, and I'll show you my age now, but, you know, it might be that Radio 1 are playing a Christmas song that's been done by an R&B driller, uh, whatever artist, and we just don't listen to it, whereas we listen to Heart FM or whatever, and they're playing Johnny Mathis or whatever it is, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you get the likes of Ariana Grande did Santa Baby, which is, you know, a different version. Well, that's of a cover. No, it's, they're, they're, I think this is a slightly different one, actually, she did. So, yeah, it, it wasn't the one that Eartha Kitt sang. So oh, she, okay. the same name, but she did something. And to be fair, it's an okay song. I'll listen to it. It's festive. It's upbeat. So I, I, I can get on board with it. So, like I say, in terms of the newer stuff, there the, the really, for me, isn't any. I don't, I don't think people do that kind of music anymore. Dave, you strike me as a man who plays Whamageddon. Is it, do, do you play that game? Wham again. Wham oh, again. Wham, Wham again. I oh, was that surely about the first time you hear it, you have to smash something up or something. I don't know. 
<laughs> no. You can if you, you want. You can if you want. I think that, <laughs> That's a different game. They might be alternative rules. They might be alternative rules. So the idea is you try and avoid the song Last Christmas by Wham for as long as possible. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. I, I'm so far, as far as I know, I've not heard it. But then, as I just said, I'll try and ban it from the office. <laughs> it doesn't listen to the radio on the way home. It doesn't listen to the radio on the way to work. You know. Well, Radio 4 doesn't tend to play Christmas songs, to be fair. No, I imagine it doesn't, though. No. I don't think TalkSport does either, so I'm, I'm okay for the radio. <laughs> listen, I'll listen to WoW. I ain't got a problem with that this time of year. But again, I think that is a fantastic song. It's upbeat. Even though it's talking about a lost love, which all the best songs do, you know, yeah, unrequited yeah. love. I think it's a great song. I don't understand people who play Wham again. It just seems to me a little bit of a bit of attention seeking on social media <laughs> to me is what what it seems. Dare I say it? So okay, so you know, we 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 we've joked a little bit about sort of Christmas songs and what what would go in it and what wouldn't go in it. So what what to you, what 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 are the key? What, what what does a Christmas song have to have? What 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 the key constituents of a Christmas song? Then what what must it be like? Do you know what, dude? That's a, it's a, it's a very very good question, and I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier. This I like songs with a feeling of nostalgia that, okay. that's warm and takes me back to my childhood, and I picture those Christmases in the late seventies and early eighties where the there seemed to be a never-ending pile of presents underneath the tree, wrapped in gaudy paper, and the baubles were made of plastic and glass and would break the second you got anywhere near them. Yeah. And anything that takes me back to that period in my life, because I think we'll all agree, you know, people will say to you, I think we've maybe said this before on the podcast, that your school days are the happiest days of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And trust me, they are. Before you get the idea of what a mortgage is and car payments is and bills and what have you, these are the happiest days of your life. You don't need to understand these things. You can just enjoy it. And then there's the magic that the idea that Santa Claus is real. Yeah. Anything that can rekindle that in my mind and take me back to a time where I had faith in humanity <laughs> and faith in people and faith that there is something out there that is good beyond all comprehension. That, for me, is what Christmas is all about. That's the Christmas spirit. And anything that can encompass that Christmas spirit. I, you know, I listen to Alton John's Step Into Christmas. Am I an Alton John fan? No. But I, when I listen to that song, I feel he is a man who understands the magic of Christmas. So I agree. I, I think I think that there has to be an element of taking you back to your childhood. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, and I don't know the exact age, probably around eight nine ten maybe what do you remember being a kid and it was almost the last year that you realized santa and i won't say anything to spoil it for the kids that may be listening to the the, the podcast but you go back in and, and i'm trying to remember that what was the last year that i thought oh santa's been and 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 it's Santa, and I don't know, but that feeling of like, that warmth, that love, that just oh my god, he's he's brought the presents for me. They're just for me. You know what I mean? Just that sense of like oh, I'm I, I'm what, in, like eight, nine, ten. I don't know. I I, I don't know what I. Well, I know what. Listen, it's my younger brother who told me. <laughs> so you know i was probably older i probably, you were probably was, 22 I, I, yeah. 
Jeremy <laughs> got back from the pub for this. But yeah, and, and, and I'm in this wonderful time at the moment where my kids are six and four mm. until the seven in January. I don't know how many more of those Christmases I've got. An amazing time. Oh, it's phenomenal. They, they are so excited. Yeah. We're doing the elf on the shelf at the moment, and they genuinely believe that that guy flies back to the North Pole at night and comes back. Yeah. They believe it wholeheartedly. They yeah. believe it. And that for me is fabulous. The other thing is just while you're on that is technology these days. So you've got the Santa tracker so you can go mm. on it. You can show where he is and all of that. And, it, and, and, and technology helps to a certain extent, but, and, and when you have kids, Christmas is, it's such a magical, it, it's an amazing time. And we, we're all fathers. So we, we've all been through it. You, your kids are slightly younger than mine and Dave's, but you're going through it. Me and Dave have been through it. Not there's a lull, but I suppose the next time that you feel that is when you have grandkids. Mm. Do you know when your kids have kids and they get to and they're young? Because as much as you celebrate Christmas and being family and, and the, the the sense that it's Santa and it's Christmas, you don't get that when the kids get a bit older. No. So to go through that when the kids are young is it's an amazing time no i can't tell if he's if he's emotional he's got the windy pops they emotional <laughs> windy pops Dave. so what was it like for you that you know that transition from from i'm assuming your kids don't believe anymore but you know from belief to non-belief was something lost then well elf on the shelf is still around our house we did get lost Ooh. for a few years, but yeah. made a reappearance this year. I think he forgot where we lived, but he does get moved around. <laughs> uh, sorry, just move himself around. It's is it is it lost? Oh, I don't know. I don't know because I, I get I get what you're saying there, guys, about the sort of magic of opening the presents and stuff like that. But I, I as I said earlier on, it's it's more for me about spending that that special time. It, it's like. I don't know if that's just me and, and the man I work and stuff, but it's it's a apart from the, the main sort of summer holiday, if you like, where I completely switch off, it's a time where nothing I want takes priority. Everything yeah. is about the kids. What do the kids want to do from start to finish? Yeah. And it's just a mental switch in my head that sort of goes because ordinarily a weekend like now, there's, there's stuff you've got to do. You know, there's DIY, there's place you've got to go, things you've got to do. Once you get to that Christmas mode, my brain just kind of flips and it's like, okay, kids, what, whatever, whether we're playing games, yeah. we're going for a walk, we're going to the cinema, we're cooking together, whatever, it's, it's my brain just switches completely to I'm, I'm at your your mercy sort of thing. And and that, I think, is why I enjoy it so much. And that's that's always been the case, whether they've been, you know, two and three or, or 15 and 16 like they are now. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. It, it is. I, I completely take your point, Dave, and, and, and you're absolutely right in as much as, you know, you, you get to Christmas and it's like, yeah, that, that bit of DIY or that bit of sanding or that bit of plastering or whatever it is, yeah, that can wait because it's Christmas. And, it, and, and, and it's almost as though not time stands still, but you'd almost want time to stand still because... Mm everybody enjoys it for what it is everybody you know young and old they just enjoy that that period of time of celebrating the time that they have together because that's what it is ultimately christmas is a celebration and, and it, it's celebrating that time together where you can you can be together and you can not forget 
the world's ills and woes and all of that. But, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be able to celebrate Christmas, and we mentioned at the start of the podcast and stuff, some people aren't. But if you are able to do that, it, it's such a fantastic time that everything else just takes a back seat. It, it seems as though your worries have gone. And don't get me wrong, you know, the, the third weekend in January where your credit card bill comes in, you're like, shit, in hell, you know, but, but for that two weeks or three weeks over Christmas is, it is such a good time, such a good time. And and you, you get to meet family you, you, that you might not have hooked up with for, for, for a few months, or in some cases, some families, you know, it's 12 months. It's the last time we saw you was last Christmas sort of thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, Dave's right. It's just that time where it's a little bit of decompressed time. It's a little bit your time, but not just your time. It's your kids' time, and it's what they want. It's what they want to do, and you just sort of you're just along for the ride, aren't you? That that's what you're there. You just like whatever you want to do, kids, just crack on. So you said there you you forget about the ills in the world. So I'm going to take you back to a Christmas. I think might have been around about 1984 with with Band Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? So that did the exact opposite. Yeah. And that is probably, I think it might still be one of the biggest, if not the biggest, it's one of the big, the top five biggest selling songs of all time. Yeah. And that was Bob Geldof and Midgeor who did something something quite wonderful there. And they embraced the Christmas spirit and actually said, you know, it's about giving and we want you to give because the people in Africa need our help this year. There's been an awful drought in the likes of uh, Ethiopia and places like that. And they were really struggling. And they did a wonderful, wonderful thing for the world back then, didn't they? Does that song hold a, a special place in your heart? Does, do, do, is it full of, of Christmas cheer? It isn't full of Christmas cheer, but it's Christmas. Mm. It, 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 you hear that song, and there's so many, and I won't go through them, but there's so many poignant lines in that song mm. that it, it, it does make you wonder. But what it does is it, it yeah, it makes you wonder, and yet it, it makes you feel, you know, sad for, for, for the people that, that aren't going through the time. But what it does do, it does make you cherish and appreciate what you do have. And, and what, whatever you have, whether it's a little or a lot, it does make you appreciate what you have because it basically says there's always somebody out there that is sort of worse than you sort of thing. So whatever you have, whatever little you have, there's always somebody worse. And, and I, I remember... You know, they did a live aid concert and he swore live on TV. And I was oh my God, Bob Gilder swore. And did you see that bit? And they played it back. And it's like, you fucking money and whatever gives you fucking money. And and it's like, oh my God. But but what they did was almost like a shift change because it that song went from being just a decent song to that's the Christmas song. And yeah. everything, you know, there aren't many people in the world that will not have heard that song. No. Do, do you know what I mean? Well, there probably are millions of people, but there's, there's, there's a vast majority of people in the world have heard that song, and that's your Christmas song. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I'll tell you, you stole it from him, Dave. I'll tell you, you stole that title from Mariah Carey, didn't she? <laughs> How do you feel about Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You? Because that one, that one gets much maligned. People were cracking jokes in November about digging air out of the ice. I think I think it's I mean I can't remember the lyrics, but that is one that's got a bit of a sort of whiny sort of feel to it. It's I don't know, it just it doesn't land with me that one. I don't know if it's just because it lacks a bit of seventies rock or something, but it's I'm not. I mean, I, I have just um, used my good friend Chat Chat GT, GPT to get a list of the top ten, 
based on played on British radio, based on what we were saying a short while ago. Go on. And that, that does come out as number one, all I want for uh, Christmas. Mar- what, Mar- Mariah Christmas? Mariah Christmas. Yeah, she thaws in November and Love it's it. Mariah Christmas in Love December. Then you don't hear from her. She gets bloody defrosted, uh, frosted up again in January. Love that song. That's Christmas for me, though. <laughs> ah, <laughs> don't oh, wanna. Where's the eggnog? So, listen, because I got this top 10 on the list in front of me, then, how many of that top 10 do you think have the word Christmas in the title? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Seven. Seven. Go on, just shout shit. Five, just shout, shout out, see if you can get the top ten then. Go on, let's do it. Step into Christmas. Yeah, that's one. Do they know it's Christmas? Two. Lonely this Christmas? Not there, no. Merry Christmas, everybody, by Slade. Yeah. Merry, I think it's a Merry Xmas. Uh, Wish it could be Christmas every day by Wizard. Uh, yeah. Step into Christmas, Elton John. Yeah. You might have had that twice, but yeah. We talked about one, about Armageddon or something. Oh, last Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we had one by the Pogues. Fairy Tale in New York. That's not. Yeah. That's one. That's the one at the top 10. Well, there's two at the top 10 that don't have the word Christmas, but another one has another word related to Christmas. And we mentioned it earlier Aria Grande. Oh, Santa Baby. Santa Tell Me. Yeah. And oh, then Michael, Michael Bublé. Mickey Bubbles. So, that one? Um, Michael Bublé would be. It's. Beginning to look, to look oh, like, like yeah. Christmas. And then somebody on name I don't know, Brenda Lee. Oh, oh rocking around, oh, the, rocking Christmas around tree. the Christmas tree. Yeah, rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. Rocking uh, around the Christmas, Merry Christmas tree. Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Oh, yeah, I know it now. And then Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone's actually got down here by Shaking Stevens. I think you gave a different artist now. But, oh, uh, no, Slade. And then there's the Shaking Shaking yeah, yeah. different. Merry oh. Christmas, yeah. everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> all around us, children playing, having, having fun. fun. There you go. You see, that's that. Tis that's the season. Right, right, right. Understanding. Merry Christmas, everyone. And the folks, I yes, didn't join in that for obvious TBR reasons. does Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I'd just mention last year's number one. <laughs> And the gin is to come, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd mention it because that with the the title of the episode called "Writing the Perfect Christmas Song," based on that, okay, you know, nine out of well, there's there's eight sand uh, eight Christmases, a Santa, and a fairy tale of New York at the top ten. So Christmas in the title does seem to be a bit of a predominant theme. If it's going to be Santa does Christmas in New York, it'd be an absolute belter then. Yeah, I like that. I tell you what, it's more groundbreaking stuff this is like, like episode 200 me and guys listed animals that breathe air now now dave's telling us that christmas songs have the word, word christmas, christmas in it who'd have thunked it I tell you what I tell you what it's no wonder we're popular every day every day's a learning day folks on tbr radio <laughs> so so we've established then if we're going to write the perfect Christmas song, it needs to have the word Christmas in it. Yeah? Christmas, yeah. It needs to be full of nostalgia. Upbeat or not? I think it needs to be upbeat. It needs to be up, upbeat, but the nostalgia brings it back around and keeps okay. you grounded. Do you okay. not think? I've <laughs> uh, just <laughs> a memory that isn't a great one. It was when we 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 in fact, Dave, you might have been there. You were you were definitely there. We we had our band. 
and we tried to write a song and there was a lyric called was it chicken duck turkey pie or chicken duck and turkey pie yeah <laughs> you, you must have been there dave did you play the drums i i did play the drums on some of them or sid might have played drums i played bass or drums i can't remember mixed it up i think <sighs> sid might have played the drums so what what we did was folks so we all decided to, so we wrote a lyric folded it over and then wrote another lyric folded it over and then said right the third line has to rhyme with the second line so we gave them like the last word of the line or something and then, and then we ended up with like chicken duck turkey pie we as did. one of the lines we did. <laughs> don't remember what the line was before don't remember what the line was after but i remember that line folks <laughs> we didn't. but we've been asked a question though how did these are a few of my favorite things become a christmas song it wasn't um no sound of music Raindrops and roses. It's definitely Julie Andrews, isn't it? Yeah. We'll do a rendition of it on the uh, on episode two hundred and five. These are a few. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's sound of music, isn't it? Yeah. I tell you what, I'm not looking forward to playing this back and editing it tomorrow night. I'm not going to lie with our singing on it. He was. I might tell you that. You've got to keep singing. Isn't oh, you? I'll leave Come it on. on. I'll leave it all. In my editing is minimal. I, I, I don't know whether it has it become a Christmas song. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you need to just messages in and say why you think it has become a christmas song yeah we'd be intrigued we'd be intrigued to know so we've been keeping we've been keeping these episodes to around about the half hour mark i will just say this bringing it back down to earth before we crack the christmas gin open last year's christmas episode which i think was episode 152 or something like that might be 150 we did the malcott murder and, and and that one was probably one of our most popular episodes of 2022 and it was very much out of the, the, the general beat of things that we tend to do over Christmas. And I think it's because it was so different that it, it's resonated. Yeah. But I'm still getting messages and emails to this day. I think I had, I had one a week ago where somebody listened to it and shared their opinion on it. So I'll be sharing that one over the Christmas festivities over the period so you guys can, can hopefully listen in and, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it will just jog somebody's memory. That's my, my goal with that one. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to make a difference, but I do think it is one that a difference needs to be made. Yeah. So festive period this time. Tell us, oh, hang on a second. We've got a reply. Often played in the US around Christmas time. What's there something to do with brown paper packages tied up with strings? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, including sleigh bells, snowflakes, and silver white winters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fair. There you go. There's your answer there, Paul. And the and the, I guess the thing is, anything with nostalgia like that that makes you think of your favourite things. Let's be honest. It's all tied up in a Christmas bow, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's, that's tied yeah. up at Christmas time. Because I think that that's the time of the year that you reminisce. You, as we've done in in the the, the previous episode to this, we, we we look back. We look back at the things we've done. And we also look forward to the things that we were about to do and celebrate the things that we're thankful for. And we, we, we look forward to things that, that are yet to come. So, yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. And I guess that's the whole title with Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. You know, when you think about the, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. And those are the things that we think about at Christmas. It's a time to reminisce. It's a time to spend with family. And it's a time for giving. A time for... <laughs> forgetting a time for forgiving and a time for forgetting there you go. lovely little bit of cliff richard there's a man who's not got a mention yet in the podcast so we're going to tie this up now i have made a christmas gin as i do every year i'm very pleased with this year's output so this that myself and gaz are about to enjoy 
is a steeped gin. It's made with cranberries, demerara sugar, cinnamon, and clementine peel. And it's quite, it's quite, it's got a kick to it, dude. I'll just warn you, but just let me know what you think of it. Looks a bit like vinegar for those uh, listening on Spotify. It's not like vinegar, mate. It's Christmas in a glass. It's like a mince pie in a glass. Actually, that's really good, dude. I'm pretty pleased with this year's output. That's really good. I know. Last year I did last year I did kiwi and cucumber and it was it was something akin to sick. Oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> nice. You just get you have a little bit, and then there's just that after that slight aftertaste, that after burn. Mm. Not horrendous. No. That's that's good. I know I'm pretty pleased with that one. I don't know what percentage is it. If you like Benelin, it's absolutely marvelous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is Dave. You could have done with this last week. You got rid of your COVID. <laughs> no, no, joking aside, folks. Joking aside, it is actually very, very pleasant. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our Christmas special. We're going to be doing a New Year special next week. We're going to be doing, I think it's Room One Hundred One next week. We're going to be recording. Love Room One Hundred One, and then. Dave is going to make in his debut on Come At Me Bro Round 3. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I hope you're looking for It's one of those things that Come At Me Bro started off as a bit of a laugh, but actually has, has, has gained momentum and has been built into an absolute beer moth of an episode. <laughs> so I'm really, like the year. I'm really looking forward to Come At Me Bro. Dave, if you don't know what you're in store for, you need to do your research, dude, because it's a Belted uh, episode. Is it? Is this the one where you, you take some famous people and you say who's going to win in a fight, and you can pull a, a random weapon? Yeah, tool them up. Mm. So and last year, the, we, I think we had Warwick Davis versus Hasbro, or whatever, whatever it was. I did, and that was the <laughs> that was a gem. That's the perfect, <laughs> absolute gem. The perfect scenario that would be for us all to enjoy. So that's what we got coming over the next couple of weeks. If you're listening on the audio. You're watching it on the live stream. Guess what? You got both of those bad boys next week. So, Gaz, did you want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Dave. Merry Christmas, folks. And uh, enjoy it as best you can. It's a special time. And if you um, if you can get through it in one piece and have fun at the same time, then um, all power to you. Bum bum. <laughs> That's it. I would totally agree with everything that these guys have said. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the time if you can. I promise you, I promise you, make the most of it. Keep a little bit of Christmas in your heart every day and look forward to the next one when it comes around. But don't wish your time away, folks. Please, please, please make the most of it. And Merry Christmas. <laughs>